welcome to the first episode ever, the inaugural episode of Podcast. Uh, to quote, or I guess not quote, paraphrase the great Tenacious D, this is not the greatest pod in the world. This is just a tribute. With me for this tribute is Mike out in Ontario. How's it going? Neil, man, always good to talk to you, pal. This is a big deal. It is a big deal. I, it was, it's funny. I, um, I launched a new business this week. And one of my first projects as part of it was redoing the Taggart and Torrens website, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about their influence on us here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it kind of caught me that it's been five or six years since you and I have virtually known each other, as well as getting to meet each other once in Saskatoon in a twice. cold February twice. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's kind of coming full circle where you and I get a chance to hang out once a week and, and yeah. shoot the shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so to those that aren't familiar with it, just to kind of give you a bit of an explanation, uh, there is a very specific reason why we've gone with the term podcast. Uh, and that's bod spelled B-A-H-D, just like the logo of the podcast shows. Um, and it's all thanks to, well, I think, Mike, you used the term in a text to me earlier today, the Bodfathers. Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan Torrens, Jeremy Taggart, and their podcast, Taggart and Torrens. Yeah, they've, uh, I think, well, they're the reason we know each other. Um, I think way back to the days of the early days of that podcast um, and starting to to work with them and, and try to build that audience online and you were the one that you voice stuck out to me. I, I still remember your original Twitter photo with the watermelon on the head. <laughs> it's some sort of Sasky Twitter username. Oh yeah. It was Sask Haiku. That's it. Um, oh, it was so bad. But, so bad. I remember that photo though. <laughs> but I think what, what's really interesting and when like when I think of the word podcast and I think of the word bod and, and the way that the the fellows use it, um it's about bringing folks together. And I think one thing that we can really thank Jeremy and Jonathan for um, is really building this online community of people who are only passionate about their podcast, but passionate about all things Canadian, passionate about all things pop, cult- pop culture and everyone coming from different backgrounds and different ways of life. And we all somehow melded together to build this little online community that's literally stuck around for about five or six years now. So it's pretty exciting that you and I get to kind of take that to the next level and, and have our own little, have our own little show together. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that I love about that community in general um, to kind of build off what you just said is the fact that it's almost like other friends and family, like you don't all have to agree on everything. Absolutely. But we all get along we all come from completely different walks of life, be it from where we've grown up, the work that we do in our daily lives, the friends that we keep, the music that we listen to, the things that interest us. But we have that one common denominator where it doesn't matter about all of that other stuff. We all just respect and enjoy each other's company. And and a severe root in one of the phrases that, or terms that Taggart and Torrens has come up with, Canadianity. Absolutely. So absolutely, I think we've all got that inner Canadianity. We all think of those things that trigger that Canadianity for us, whether it be hanging a flag at a campsite or listening to the tragically hip around a campfire, or for me, stopping at an en route in Ontario along the 401 when you're going on your road trip. Uh, there's so many different things that 
that lend that Canadianity lends to kind of who we are. We've all got our own different lenses on it, which I think is really, really cool. Totally. And you brought it up and I'm going to get to it in a minute. I need to hear about your camping trip, but before we get there, um, I actually want to take a moment to talk about our logo. Cause I know we're probably going to get some questions about this. Absolutely. There is a reason why we went with what looks like that highway rest stop sign. Uh, we figured that there's enough going on in everyone's life. They're always going from A to B. There's always something happening. You need that opportunity to kind of take a break for a half an hour, maybe an hour every, every week. Just set some time aside for yourself. And we're just hoping that you consider us to be part of that break. So It's that rest stop when you've been on the road for two or three hours, or it's that rest stop when the kids are screaming in the back of the car. Yep. Or you need, to, you need a quick stretch of the legs. And I think for, you said it perfectly. Uh, that, that color, that brown color synonymous with that roadside attraction of stopping and just enjoying what's around you. Exactly. That and that chair included in it is meant for you, for you to hang around for a bit. Make yourself comfortable. Make yourself at home. Relax and enjoy yourself. That's pretty for, much it. For a couple of guys that aren't that smart, I think that logo is actually pretty smart. <laughs> It's surprising how quick we came up with some of this crap, like yeah. in the span of like what a day. <laughs> it was. It, I think it literally started as me texting you one night, and you had already kind of had this thought of, of potentially wanting to get back in the pod game. And for those that don't know, Neil had a podcast called Maple Syrup Shots with our our good friend Dave. Yeah, uh, that went on for a few years and had a host of guests and commentary. We fantastic uh so I, I just before we jumped on here i kind of designated neil as the senior or senior podcast leader here i'm new to all of this <laughs> i enjoy podcasts i've never done it. i've done i've been on a few podcasts but i've never co-hosted a podcast so i'm really going to be leaning on you this and this is pretty much it though but <laughs> yeah and while i do have some experience we're really shooting for this like conversational type Absolutely. Episode each week. This is what we're doing right now. Now, speaking of though, the themes and all that stuff that we came up to, it kind of leans into the one thing I wanted to hear from you about. And that's your camping trip. Cause you went out for like, I don't know if it's going to be the last one of the season, but you went out for a fall camping trip. Yeah, definitely the last one of the season. Um, and as my buddies and I said, probably the last one that we're, we're going to get to hang out for a while, just with all the COVID cases spiking mm. in Ontario. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we had been planning a, a backpacking trip in Algonquin Park for a few months. Uh, one of my buddies uh, is very versed in backpacking in terms of the gear you need, the routes you take, the canoeing and the portaging you do, and explaining that whole, that whole process to us. It was amazing absolutely amazing the weather was shit it was raining pretty much the entire time but we had great company i was with three three of my other buddies we had a great time together uh we got to see i for me personally i got to see algonquin park i was literally in the middle of algonquin park and there was no one around is that no the first time you'd been up there i've been up there once when i was smaller and i oh, made okay. a joke i made a joke to one of my friends that growing up in toronto you see the CN Tower, you really only ever go to the CN Tower once, and then that's kind of it. Yeah. Algonquin Park, different, very different in the sense that I pro I, I'm pretty sure I went when I was younger, 
And this was the first time I truly got to experience it. I think really appreciate it for mm-hmm. just how beautiful it is and how quiet it is. And we made the joke that this is what nature could look like if it was untouched. It was just spectacular. Yeah. It's one of those, it's funny because it's truth situations though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I, I've seen, I got to see a part of, of Ontario that I haven't really experienced before. I got to spend some time, quality time with, with some really close friends and, and shoot the shit around a campfire, get our tent set up, having to go out and cut trees down for firewood ourselves, cooking on top of that fire. It was very primitive in the sense that you had to really take care of yourself the whole totally. time. We had scenarios where we were canoeing and we would hit a beaver dam. Oh, geez. How do you get around a beaver dam? Well, you yeah. Have to, you have to get up and out of your canoe to get over that beaver dam. I got a few mutters in my socks and my shoes <laughs> trying to get out. Okay. But it was a lot of fun. It, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's going to be something that I think my, my friends and I do on, a, on an annual basis at least a couple of times. Great workout. Too. Oh, I can imagine. I portaged the canoe for about three kilometers and uh, felt pretty proud of myself after accomplishing such a feat, especially with wet shoes and wet clothes and oh. you're tired. No hangovers. And I'll explain why in a second. Okay. Uh, which we were very fortunate for. But getting that opportunity to kind of experience Ontario and experience nature at its most primitive sense was was really nice, especially with being locked down these days and everything going on with COVID being able to go out into nature and not have to worry about that and having no cell signal. That was the weirdest thing. And yeah, that would be a little unsettling at first, a little unsettling. My wife, my wife, Kim made a joke when I got back that four days was quite a while to have no contact because you don't know what's going, there's no way to know what's going on. I made a joke with one of my friends what if one of us fell into the water while we were canoeing? There's nothing you can do. You nope. have to get to shore. You have to be prepared for all of that. And I think so that's, I think, one thing I really appreciate about doing a trip like this. It's not like going to a KOA. It's not like going and setting up a tent at a provincial campground. Totally. Where you relax and you have fun. You're, you're kind of carving your own trail here. Uh, and you have to be cognizant of everything around you while you go about and do that. And I think not having connection to the outside world, like Trump got COVID while we were gone. No idea until the Sunday that we got into our car and we got a cell signal. This is, I have to interrupt for a minute just because you brought this up. I just want to point this out because one of my favorite social media platforms is Reddit. I absolutely love Reddit. Um, somebody today, uh, I think it was in the subreddit, data is beautiful or something like that, yep. actually took every one of Trump's tweets and put it on a graph in regards to how popular it was based on the number of likes it got. His most popular tweet of all time with 1.8 million likes is the one where he announced he got COVID. (laughs) Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Anyway, continue. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. You were saying you didn't get any hangovers. No. So, one of my friends who has done this over the last two or three years has become quite proficient in terms of the gear you bring, how you pack the food you cook, and really you, you need to maximize your space. Okay. You've got a backpack on. For and sure. Your backpack yeah. has to hold your tent, your sleeping bag, your 
uh, your sleeping pad, clothes, food. Uh, you, you pack light and you pack smart. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when it comes to booze, the last thing you want to do is be lugging along a bunch of booze and a bunch of mix or mm-hmm. a bunch of beer bottles and things like that. My friend came up with what he called a backcountry, a backcountry sour. So you think of a whiskey sour. Yep. And I don't, I can't remember exactly what goes into a whiskey sour, but the, what we were essentially making was water, rye, and then a few squirts of Mio, lemon Mio. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it was delicious. And I believe wholeheartedly the only reason we were able to wake up the next day without having a hangover was that we were cutting our rye with half water every drink. And was it the, the meal that was like the sports drink meal? No, just the regular like okay. lemonade meal. Yeah. It worked. One, it tasted delicious. Hmm. And I'm almost positive that we never got that, that, that hangover because we were cutting it with water. So every drink you're having, you're having it with water. Yeah, which is super smart, delicious, and kind of smart at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it was it was it was very eye opening. I've never done anything like that in my life. I, I don't know if I pushed my body like that in a long time either. Being yeah. thirty eight years old and all never of kissed a, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. You set That's me up fair. for it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Being thirty eight years old and not in the prime physical shape of your life anymore, but being able to go and accomplish stuff like that. I don't know how many kilometers we ended up going. I know on our first day between portaging and canoeing, we did about 15 kilometers and we did that for another two days after that. It, it It was an amazing experience. So anyone who's ever had this desire to go out and experience the back country or go through provincial parks and, and see what that's all like, I think we ended up doing a bigger, trail than most people would start with but we had some folks who have done this before so we felt pretty confident with doing it that's awesome there are ways to do it without breaking your back or breaking your legs doing it and it's it was a wonderful experience i have no complaints and being able to uh share that with my buddies especially now where covid is getting pretty bad here in ontario where I'm not going to probably see them again. This is for, for two of my buddies. This was the first time I'd seen them in nine months. Wow. That and is crazy. That's after being friends for 23, 24 years. Yeah, totally. Each other all the time. Now mm. we're getting going to get to that point where it's probably going to be another eight or nine months where I see them again. So it was a good way to kind of, uh, to kind of send each other off. I guess that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. And at the same time, you get something to kind of look forward to next year too, I guess. Right. Fingers crossed. We've got our group chat with the the group of us that went. We've already started kind of saying how much we miss it. Uh, already nice. started thinking about next year and different routes we want to take next year, different parks we want to go to. It won't yeah. just be Algonquin. There's a lot of provincial parks here in Ontario. Uh, Algonquin is just beautiful, absolutely stunning. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. It was amazing, amazing, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. That's awesome. And on that note, since the story's wrapped up, let's take a break. Uh, We'll be right back and uh, we'll continue the conversation. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
back for part two of podcast. We just heard from Mike about a pretty awesome sounding camping trip. And to kind of piggyback off that is going to be something equally as awesome. We kind of talked about it in our preview. But it's time to start our Tim Hortons donut bracket. Now, the way this is going to work, I'm going to have this on the podcast social media platform. So uh, I'm going to have it on Facebook and I'm going to have it on Twitter. There will be a 24-hour poll for each of these brackets. We will see if we can narrow down these as we go. Next week, when we record, we will announce the winner of each of those brackets. And then we'll start the next round all over again. So it's going to be intense. It's going to be really, I think it could be. And this, like, I, I can't make any, you know, false promises about this, but this could be what divides Canada. I think people are very close to their donut choice. And that sounds of, very deep. It's it does. Very, but at the same time, I completely get it. Out of I curiosity, get it. what I get is it. your go-to order? Whew. My go-to order? Probably Boston cream. Okay. And I'm coffee? I'm a big Boston cream guy. Coffee? Nah, if I'm at Timmy's, double-double. Okay. What size, just, though? Uh, if it's a Saturday morning, yep. medium. If okay. it's a road trip, a large. Okay. We're not too far off. My, my go-to order, I, I tend to go between the two donuts. I go between a Boston cream and Canadian mm-hmm. maple. Mm. Those two are my favorite. Now, granted, I haven't had a donut in a very long time because I'm trying to lose some weight. But still, now I want a friggin' donut. And looking uh, fantastic, by the way. Oh, never. Never. <laughs> oh, my God. But my go-to coffee order, regardless is always an extra large double-double. So I'm going to throw a wrench into that. Classic double-double or Tim Horton's dark coffee double-double? I'm okay with either. I okay. like their dark. Um, now, with that said, there are other coffees, obviously, I like better. But Tim's is so synonymous. You can find one just about in every town across Canada, right? So the, it was my first stop on my, uh, on my trek up to Algonquin. Yeah. Breakfast and a coffee. It's that quintessential Canadian stereotype almost, right? Absolutely. What really surprised me is when somebody gets a coffee, but they go for the Gretzky. What's the Gretzky? 99, dude. They go for nine cream, nine sugar. This is blowing my mind. I've never heard of this before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been in a Tim Hortons lineup when this has happened. Only once. But, oh, my God. It just blew me away. How that can you handle like that? That sounds like instant diabetes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> don't ever try the 99, folks. We're not, we're not condoning it, but. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't go for the Gretz. Maybe settle for a Lemieux first. A 66? <laughs> yeah, 66. Or a Patrick Waugh? Yeah, go for a Waugh. <laughs> go for a Patty Waugh. That's fine. But don't work your way up to a Gretz Jesus. on your Tim's order. Anyway, so the donut brackets, I kind of rattled through them really quick in our preview, but here they are again. So the first bracket is going to be Boston Cream versus the Cruller. Those are two heavyweights right out the bat. Cruller's my second favorite. Yeah, it's a great choice. It's, it's easy. It's, it, it's, it's the same every single time. You can't complain. It's really hard to mess up. Absolutely. Now, the bracket after that, it's going to be the double chocolate versus Canadian maple, which again couple of big hitters there. 
The yeah, next the one, double chocolate is. Mm-hmm. I find that's always like the third or fourth to go when you've got buddies helping you move. Yes. Or maybe you've got some folks staying over. You've got a Timmy's close, and that's like the breakfast in the morning. That totally. double chocolate is always one of the first ones to go. It's a sneaky contender. It Absolutely. really it ranks up there really highly. Uh, the next one, maple dip versus old fashioned glazed. Now, this one I'm a little kind of disappointed in, but I'll be honest, this was all done by random draw. Like, I literally had these on pieces of paper and drew them out of a, out of a cup. So it's just the way the cookie crumbles. So what can you do, right? I'm not a huge fan of either one. If I was going to pick one of those two, I know which one I'd go for, but I'm not going to say because I don't want to influence anyone. Yeah, I was going to say I don't want to throw things, but I, I certainly would veer in a certain direction with that bracket. We'll circle back to that one next week. We'll see how yeah. the results pan out. All right. The next bracket, apple fritter versus sour cream glazed. Now, for me, again, this is a tough one. At that fritter. Yeah, it's a classic. Fritter's a right? tough one. Apple yeah. fritter, blueberry fritter. Like the blueberry any- one when they had it was fantastic. Every, any sort of fruit fritter? Yep. That's a tough one to go up against. I know. The next one, chocolate dip versus powdered. You know, with the jelly in the middle? Yep. I mean, I could see that one going either way, especially when you consider how iconic a powdered donut is. It seems like a night court donut. (laughs) Honestly, I can never think of a powdered donut without thinking about uh, Strange Brew, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Very fair right the last bracket is old-fashioned plain versus chocolate glazed now as much as i didn't want to throw people on that one bracket uh old bracket uh that had the old-fashioned glazed in it i'm gonna make a comment here because i'm i have a real issue with old-fashioned plain what's your issue i'm pretty sure the only people that order an old-fashioned plain seriously are psychotic now, agreed. In the donut form. <laughs> yes. What about in the Timbit form? Oh, Timbit form, it's fine. Because, I mean, at least with the Timbit, you can make the argument that you're getting 10, right? It's not like you're going in and asking for all old-fashioned, plain Timbits, right? You get to mix and match it a bit. So you kind of get to power through the old-fashioned, plain Timbit, and, and then you can follow it up with something better. I'll admit, and it may be a, a tad sadistic of me, an old-fashioned plain Timbit, pretty fucking good. I don't know it, why. It, it's something about the amount of it, right? Because you, you, you can handle it in that one bite, maybe two bites. But to have a whole donut of it, it's just... Ugh. I think you're eating drywall at that point if you're eating a whole donut. And again, I'm not trying to throw this. No, this is just <laughs> our opinions. But I, I, I would be very curious to know if we have listeners that are like diehard, old-fashioned, full-size donut who are just like, this is the cream of the crop when yeah. it comes to donuts. Oh, and I, I fully expect that if, if my niece is, one of my nieces is going to listen to this, my youngest niece, uh, that she will take offense to my comments because that is her all-time favorite donut. Well, I, I also apologize to your niece for using my potty mouth. So, <laughs> um, If you're listening to this, Ben Ruth, you should have shut this off a long time ago. <laughs> it's only going downhill from here. Yeah, it's not getting any better. <laughs> you got your name drop. Just stop it right now. 
Um, with that said, those are the brackets. So we'll do one a day for the next week. We'll have some results next week and we'll go from there. So awesome. we'll recap that. And really we'll keep going until we have a winner. It's going to take a little bit though. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and you encouraged me to do this uh, earlier today, was talking about something that happened to me today. Do you mind if I? No, not a problem. Go, go ahead. ahead. So I think a lot of folks have probably, especially for folks that are in Canada, have probably seen uh, or heard of Michael Landsberg. For me, Michael Landsberg is synonymous with off the record back in the mid to early totally. late nineties getting like he had all the wrestlers on wrestlers would only go on his show. They would never go on any other shows. And he was a great, he is a great interviewer, great personality, just fantastic. I think the more impressive thing that he is that is spoken out against mental health, not spoken out, spoken up for mental health in the sense that he wants to promote it. And someone like Michael who has uh, struggled with mental health issues in the past him putting himself out there and really trying to bring awareness to it, I think is really important for all of us. Mm -hmm. And I kind of relaying this back to you. Uh, one of the things that you did this week was get published by sick, not weak. Yeah. Which is fantastic. So I'll throw it over to you. I read the article. I'm sure a lot of folks have read the article. Really proud of you for putting yourself out there like that. Oh, it's, thank you. No, I appreciate lot. that. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts to do that. I think, especially in in this time of 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 COVID, mental health, I think, is probably a strain on a lot of people. And uh, I'll, I think you you kind of laid out what's going on with you, and I'll pass it over to you. I just yeah. I, I just I really respect that that you went out of your way to kind of share your story and hopefully inspire a few other people to to do the same thing. Well, again, I, I really appreciate it, but just to kind of give the listeners a bit of a background, this all started actually for me pre-COVID. So I had actually contacted my family doctor and started this whole journey to wellness back in, let's say, late October, early November. And it took me from, let's say, November of last year until the end of July, beginning of August, through multiple appointments with my family doctor and therapist and psychiatrist to finally get a diagnosis, to, to see what was going on with me, uh, to start a treatment and to start to see some differences, which is great. But I've never been the type to be quiet about a lot of stuff. Like there's some stuff I, I don't like to talk about. This is not one of them. And everyone has those topics that they don't like talking about. But for me, I, I've said it in the article, I see no sense in hiding this. This is part of who I am. It, it, for lack of a better way of putting it, it is what it is. It's Absolutely. not going away anytime soon, so I might as well talk about it. Absolutely. So the diagnosis I got back in end of July, beginning of August, was three things, actually. So generalized anxiety disorder, major depression, and dysthymia. Now, the way dysthymia, otherwise known as persistent depressive disorder, was explained to me, is that it's essentially depression light. So you don't get as major of the mood swing that you do when you're having a major depressive episode, but there's always some underlying sense of depression there. Not to the same grade, though. 
and it lasts a lot longer. So, uh, I mean, some people's depressive episodes will last, let's say, two, three months. Absolutely. It's not unusual with dysthymia to have an episode that lasts two years. So, uh, I can gratefully say that, A, I had access to all those specialists, yep. um, which is not available in every country. So, I really do appreciate that. Yep. Um, that I have access to the medication that has been helping me, which yep. is great. Um, and I have that support base, not only with the specialists, but most importantly, at home too. Absolutely. So I've been starting to make this a little bit more publicly well-known. And sometimes it's just easier to put pen to paper and kind of jot something down. And uh, it's actually part of the reason in regards to my part of it anyway, as to why I was looking forward to doing this with you. Yeah. Because... Part of the reason that I need to, to get out of bed every day is to have something to look forward to. And this is going to be one of those things for me because I love doing podcasts. Um, and actually, Jonathan on Facebook uh, sent me a message after I made a post announcing uh, what I had found out about my mental health and mm -hmm. all that. And through the conversation, he said, well, why don't you do a podcast? And just by dumb luck, I came very close to doing one. I, I even had a logo done up. I had a name for it. I was ready to go. But the anxiety got to be too much. So I scrapped it. Yep. And it was about a week after I scrapped it that you hit me up out of the blue on Twitter, <laughs> dropped me a message. You just kind of slid into my DMs there. And you're all like, I do. hey, yeah, let's do a podcast. And I think my response initially to you was like, get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. Like, again, thank you for, I think, sharing it. A lot of people don't share it and that's their choice. It's not an easy thing to share for some people. No. For some people, it's easier. It's different for everybody. There's I, no right or wrong there. No, I've, I, I got diagnosed with anxiety about two years ago and I've been on medication for it, but I'm pretty sure it's something I've struggled with my entire life. It wasn't mm -hmm. until you have these kind of certain milestones where it's just like, ah, something's not right. And totally. you, go and you deal with it. And that's, and then, so kudos to you for doing it as well. Was there something and not to get too personal, was there something for you that said like, now's the time for me to go and see what the hell is going on? And it's not to say that something's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. No, but, but I know I wasn't myself. Right, exactly. Yes. Um, the biggest thing for me, and again, I'm not going to delve into it too much, but, and I kind of hinted at this in the article on uh, Sick Not Week. It's, it's almost like there was a dam that broke. Yep. And the realization that I was not well. Yep just kind of washed over me. And yep. then all of a sudden I realized like I did not have control of my emotions and what yep. was going through my head. And I needed to talk to somebody about that. Yep. Now I can say, fortunately for myself, never have I had that inclination or thought process about self-harm. Right. A lot of people do. But yep. when I say that I realized that, you know, I needed to talk to somebody, it's because of those points I just mentioned. So I, I, and again, the, just it, it, for me, same thing. I just got sick of having that 
that feeling of dread in your stomach or those constant butterflies in your stomach for everything. Oh, totally. It's just like, that's not normal. Uh, no. Good on you for recognizing that. And I, I, and again, just not going to the extent of self-harm or wanting to do things like yeah. that. Uh, the opportunity for you to be able to explain it rationally to someone and, and get that help uh, for it. Um, kudos to you for, for making that move. Well, and I'll be honest, it's hard to explain it rationally um, because it's hard to put into words what's going on inside your head. Touche. So, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, and I'm not saying this as some type of like, look at me, I'm the success story. God, no, no I'm still dealing with it. I'm not trying to, not trying to, you know, do anything else except possibly encourage people that are out there that might be listening to really consider talking to someone if you think you need it. If there's even a hint of that, then you need to talk to somebody. I think the one thing that I found when I got officially diagnosed with it, and I've kind of felt the same way as you in a sense that I don't have an issue talking about it. Like it yeah. is, it's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no shame in it whatsoever. I don't have any shame taking medication. I have no shame whatsoever. When I started talking to my friends about it, you realize that you've got friends who are going through the same thing who have never said anything. It just took kind of like what you said, someone to break that dam and realize that you're not alone when you're the, when you feel like you're the only one going through this or you feel like you're going something that's unique in your family circle or anything like that. It, it, it's a, it, it takes a, it takes a lot to kind of to share it, but you would be surprised how many other people are probably going through the exact same thing. And I think you talking about it, you writing about it, us talking about it here tonight uh, hopefully that encourages if people are comfortable to talk about it as well. Our, I know both of you, I think you and I both keep our DMs open. Oh, for uh, sure. If folks ever wanted to reach out and talk about their, their struggles or the things that they're going through, we're not doctors, we're not therapists, oh, God, we're not no. anything like that. Dude, but I can barely least. read. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you you so you did such a great job articulating what you've gone through and how you're working on it the that having that positive layer on top of it i hope gives people comfort in knowing that if you do need to talk about it there are other folks that you can talk to about it as well sure and i realize that i'm not the for lack of a better way of putting it, I'm not the norm. I may be, be the exception. I don't know if anybody else sees this with or tries to put a positive spin on things. That's always been how I am. But yep. I'm. It's lemons out or lemonade out of lemons, right? That's the thing. So, yep. Uh, yep. On that note, though, uh, I would encourage everyone to check out some resources. Now we've mentioned Sick Not Weak already a few times. Uh, they have some great resources. Uh, a mutual friend of ours and fellow OG bod, Ricky, uh, has directed me towards a website called Heads Up Guys, which is has some great resources as well. Uh, obviously, there's the Canadian Mental Health Association and other organizations along those lines. Uh, even Movember Canada has uh, some stuff on there about mental health, men's mental health particularly, but still. Um, so please, like I said, just consider reaching out if you're even having a hint that something might not be right. And, uh, and maybe check out the article if you got like a spare one minute, because it's a pretty easy read. Again, I can barely read, let alone write. So 
I, I, I would add just for my own personal experience, talking to your family doctor. Oh yes. That's huge. And letting them help you direct you to the right way. I know for me, my family doctor was, I, and I had, a, I have calls with them every month right now. Yeah. Um, he helped me with the medication side of things. Totally. Uh, he directed me to talk to therapists uh, and getting the right people in front of me. And I know therapists are a very personal thing. Uh, I've got a really great one and I'm really fortunate to have that. Uh, doing what you're doing, exercise. exercise. I'm trying. I might put my back out. So I've had to put that on the shelf for now, but I'm and, trying. And just getting your heart rate up makes yep. a big difference. Um, but just know that there are lots of resources for us. And if you don't have a family doctor, walking clinics, talk to a doctor at a walking totally. clinic that at least points you in the right way, yeah. uh, whatever province you're in or whatever state you're in. Um, there's a lot of opportunities to get help out there. You just got to ask. And I know it's hard and it could be embarrassing, but trust me, just as someone who's kind of gone through treatment for the last few years and Neil, just, I know you going through I'm, it. Yeah. Very early. It makes a world of difference and it's going to take time and yeah. it will probably always be there, but it's worth it. Cause you're totally. And honestly, I've even in the short time that I've been doing this, cause I started my meds, let's say in April. Um, and therapists, let's say starting in February ish, um, I can already tell a difference. So yeah, it, it, it's not the end of it. I got a long way to go, but yeah, what a difference already. So I've been on medication for two years Yep, and it's just part of my routine now. And I've, I've been in therapy now for about a month and a half as well. Yeah. And I don't plan on stopping it. Even if I feel like I'm getting to the better spot, there's a comfort. There's a nice little, there's yeah, a totally there's something nice talking to someone who isn't in your inner circle, who doesn't yeah. know everything about you, who takes everything at face value and is able to kind of direct you. And it makes a world of difference. And it's not just for you, but for the people around you, your family, your friends, your colleagues at work, it makes a big difference. No, that's very well said. And after having all of that serious conversation, <laughs> I think we should wrap this up. This will be our first episode. This will be our first episode. And it's kind of crazy when you think about it now after, uh, after I said it. <laughs> I'm still surprised how quickly it happened. Yeah, like we're not saying we it's good, but we now. did it. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. We did it. And hopefully it'll continue to evolve over time. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure Neil and I will will figure out different things that we want to talk about. And hopefully folks that are listening to it, if they want to contribute to content or have any ideas of things to talk about, I'm sure they will as well. Um, Wait till we have our first group uh, Zoom or or Microsoft Teams call. Absolutely. It's going to happen. We're going to have a call-in show. We're going to get some bods on eventually. (sighs) I know. So with that said, we're going to wrap up episode one, but make sure that you go and check us out on podcast.com. You can check us out on uh, Facebook or Twitter. It's at podcast. Just look up podcast on Facebook. You can't miss us. Just look for the road sign. We'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, that's it for episode one. Thanks again, Mike. Awesome. Thanks, Neil. We'll talk to you next week, bud. Yeah, you got it.